Hey, welcome back. We're glad you're with us today. I'm here with Pastor Mike. Hello. And we're in the foyer of West Houston Christian Center, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And uh, I want to do just a little bit of a recap of what we talked about last week. You know, we found out through Scripture that there are two times uh, where we get the opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The first time we get filled with the Holy Spirit is when we get born again. Each time, uh, each one of us asks Jesus Christ to come into our hearts, to be our Lord and be our Saviors, then we get a measure of the Holy Spirit into our hearts. And what that does is what the Bible calls the indwelling of His Spirit or of His presence. And really what happens is, is that when we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts, it burns away all the old stuff, it makes all things new, and it really makes a room in our heart that the Holy Spirit or Jesus Christ Himself can now come and dwell within us. That is called the indwelling of the Spirit. But we did find out that there is a second experience, a subsequent experience concerning the Holy Spirit, and it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we find out that once someone is born again, that after that, that there is a second experience, the baptism, and that's where we are filled with, uh, like Acts chapter 2 talked about, and that's when uh, they were all gathered in one accord, they were all in that upper room together, and all of a sudden uh, there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind, and the Holy Spirit filled the room, there were tongues of fire that appeared above each one of their heads, and uh, each one received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the one that Jesus had been talking to them about. And we're going to get into that in John chapter 14. Um, we used the, the scriptures, I believe it was in Acts chapter 9, where it talked about how Philip had gone down to Samaria and Philip had preached Jesus Christ and him crucified. It says that people got saved uh, that he also operated in miracles and in healing and casting out demons. But you'll also find out that it took Peter and John to actually go once they found out what God was doing in that region and at that time laid hands on people and they all received the Holy Spirit. Now, I want us to, to change just a little bit of our thinking right here before we turn it over to Pastor Mike as he's going to share a little bit about his experience when he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. But I want you to recognize that when Peter and John, they did not go and ask God to baptize people in the Holy Spirit. What Peter and John did was is they asked people to receive what had already been done. I think sometimes in our thinking when it comes to healing, when it comes to prosperity, when it comes to getting things from God, we're going to God and we're asking Him to give us things that He's already given us. And God can't answer that prayer. He can't answer a prayer for me to ask Him to do something or give me something that He's already given. So I want you to notice that when Peter and John go to Samaria, it says that when they laid hands on them, all they in instructed them to do was just receive what had already been given. We have to remember that in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came into the earth and He's never left. And so if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit even today, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, to be endued with the power that we need to operate as a New Testament Christian, all we have to do is just say, Lord, I receive what you've already given to me, what you've already made a way for, what you've already paid for, and I receive it into my life. 
So Mike, just share just a minute of your testimony and then just a minute of how the Lord, how you got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, for, for me, I, I never forget, and I probably haven't even shared this with you, but um, I, this is what I wanted. And uh, I remember standing in Pastor Jack C's office and with him laying hands on me and um, just, you know, for me to receive the power, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And from day, that day forward, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I began to do that. It, it started off, guys, five minutes of driving in the car. Um, and, and it grew and developed into a time where I, I even lost track of time. I could tell you that it did come with a sense of peace. Mm, uh, uh, just, uh, just, a a true relationship with the father. Uh, cause I know now I'm able to commune and c- communicate with him on a m- more personal level. So, um, uh, for again, I think the biggest of it all is just the peace and the confidence in knowing that he hears you and, uh, and, and guess what? He, he speaks back. Amen. That's so good. I want you to notice something because, um, sometimes when, you know, Acts chapter two and the room was all shaken and tongues of fire fell on people's heads and, and sometimes we're more in search of an experience than we really are of the person of the Holy Spirit. I can also attest that when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, um, it wasn't this wild, you know, the sky didn't open, a dove didn't appear. You know, it wasn't this earth-shaking experience and, you know, all the apostles appeared to me or anything like that. It was really a very gentle, a very peaceable um, I, I, as I shared last week, I was down front at Brazewood Assembly of God with Pastor David Rose. He just asked me if I wanted to receive the Holy Spirit. He laid hands on me, and out of my belly, I began to hear these words, and this prayer language began to come out. And like Mike said, it was just a, it was a peaceful experience. It wasn't this crazy, wild, supernatural experience. It was, it was an experience that really kind of started just on the inside of me and just kind of bubbled its way out. And like I said, when it comes to praying in the Holy Ghost and praying in other tongues, I almost look at it like cardio for the believer. You know, I like to lift weights. I like to exercise. I like to do those things. But when you do cardio, you're building up your endurance. You're doing it for a set period of time. It's good for your heart. It's good for your lungs. It's good for you all over. There's so many benefits to doing cardio. Well, it's almost the same for doing, for praying and speaking in tongues. It's kind of the cardio for the believer. The more I do it, uh, the better it is for me. And so we're going to continue in our study today. I want you to look at John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. And, uh, and this is Jesus himself. And he said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and a standby, that he may remain with you forever. I want you to reiterate, forever. Verse 17 says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, welcome and take to its heart, because it does not see him or know or recognize him, but you know and recognize him for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. And so what I want you to notice in that is that, especially verse 17, it says, even the spirit of truth who the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. 
Uh, what is something uh, very, very important to remember is the, really the only prerequisite, the only thing that we have to do to receive the Holy Spirit, and let me just say this, the Holy Spirit is for everyone, every race, every age, every gender, every color, every size, doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit is a precious gift promised by Jesus for everyone, but the only prerequisite is that you must be born again. And I want us to look at a verse in Acts chapter 2, and I want to look at verses 32 and 33, and I'm going to read out of the Amplified. It says, This Jesus God raised up, and of that we all His disciples are witnesses. Verse 33, Being therefore lifted high by and to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promised blessing, which is the Holy Spirit, He made a, made this outpouring, which you yourselves both see and hear. And uh, the point I'm trying to make with that is that receiving the Holy Spirit is more than just an experience. And let me read it down exactly, write it, let me read it how I have it down. Receiving the Holy Spirit is more than an experience. A divine personality comes to live in us, to dwell in us, and to make his home in us. Uh, I think one of the ways that even Dr. Savell used to explain it to us in Bible school is that he's really, yes, of course, the Bible calls him the Holy Ghost, but they also call him in one of the translations, the Holy Guest. And so when we ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, Uh, It's much more than an experience. We are having that divine personality, the third part of the Godhead, come and live and dwell inside of us. And I think this is where we come, where we become more God inside minded. Mike, can you allude to that? Absolutely. Uh, When we become more God inside minded, Our thoughts are more pure. You know, for again, going back to me, I have my my thoughts are pure, uh, where they used to be, um, you know, not not so pure or unclean. Uh, it's automatic. The first thing that comes to mind is a, a is a pure thought or you know a, a prayerful thought. So, um, man, the Holy Spirit is amazing. It, it, it's amazing just thinking back on where. I came from. Amen. You know, so good. <laughs> where where my thoughts you, used to be. You're not looking at two guys that were born ministers out of the womb. Absolutely I mean, not. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> if you were to pick two men and put the odds on, would they be uh, sitting next to each other yeah. doing a broadcast on the Holy <laughs> Spirit? You know, but God. But God. I mean, and it was through. Thank you, Jesus. First and foremost, getting saved, uh, and then secondly that initial, that, that second, that filling of the Holy Spirit. You know, I think, and, and, and I said this on the broadcast last week, um, I don't think that any of us really operate to the full extent of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit that's in us. Um, a lot of times when we get baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues, we kind of leave it at that speaking in tongues as the end of the experience. And it's really not. It's really just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because as we said last week, this is really what is setting us up to move into the gifts of the Spirit that at some point during the study that we're going to get into. But it all begins with being filled or through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
Um, you know, I've been married for it's almost 25 years. Uh, the more I get to know my beautiful wife, Michelle, the more that I love her, the more that I find out about her, the more that I talk to her, the more knit we become together, the more that we do together, the closer we become. It's the same with our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Every day I should be looking, and, and, and I, I have not been really good at this because we just take it for granted sometimes because we pray in tongues. But every day that relationship should become more and more and more. And uh, I wish I could tell you that every time that you sit down and pray in tongues for an hour, that you're going to experience this new thing. <laughs> and it doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of conditioning ourselves and disciplining ourselves to become more attuned to what he's saying. And when I pray in the Holy Spirit, um, I'm not just totally disattaching my thinking and my mind. I'm not checking my mind at the door uh, I'm doing both. I'm also praying that uh, I would interpret. Amen? And like I said before we went to the break, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, see, the, it would have been no good for Mike and I mm. back in our days, back in the bars, back in the clubs, mm. back in, in all the things to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because we weren't saved yet. Um, you know, uh, it would have done us no good. To the unbeliever, we would say, get saved. But to the believer, we would say, Get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, let's look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 17. Matthew chapter 9, verse 17. And uh, I like reading from the Amplified Bible. But uh, this is Jesus speaking, and this is a very, very famous passages of Scripture to describe what we're talking about. Uh, matter of fact, let's back up to verse uh, 15. It says, And Jesus replied to them, Can the wedding guest mourn while the bridegroom is still with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. Verse 16. And no one puts a piece of cloth that has not been shrunk on an old garment. For such a patch tears away from the garment, and a worse rent tear is made. Verse 17. Neither is new wine put in old wineskins. For if it is, the skin burst and are torn in pieces, and the wine is spilled and the skins are ruined. But new wine is put in fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. We can't take that new fresh wine of the Holy Spirit and put it in an old wineskin. It would burst us. Amen. So that's why it's so important that we get saved first. I want you to notice that everybody that received the Holy Spirit, starting in Acts chapter 2, had already made Jesus Christ their Lord and their Savior. And I also want you to recognize that when Simon the sorcerer saw it, and we talked about that because he was traveling with Mark and John, he asked because as they were laying hands on people in Samaria, he saw something taking place. Now, the Bible doesn't say what he saw, but they didn't levitate. Uh, they didn't grow 10 feet tall. What Simon saw was, is they all began to speak with this heavenly language, this gift of the Spirit and these tongues. And um, I want you to remember that if you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, you know, one of the first things that God did was he separated light from darkness. He separated his light from the darkness that was here. He made a clear distinction. Um, it's the same with us today. 
Um, he has to make a clear distinction before he can put his Holy Spirit into us. We have to be cleaned out from all the darkness and all the wickedness and all the evil. You know, something we were talking about and what Mike talked about also is that there's just a purification that comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How did it change your desires, Mike? Uh, well, first of all, it changed my desires. Actually, my desires were actually being changed and unconsciously I wasn't even aware of it. Uh, I kind of shared this before and uh, I've heard pastors say it before. Some of the things that I was uh, entertained by, some of the things that I was into, as time went on, I, I realized, that, golly, I, I don't even talk like that anymore, or I don't even go to these certain places anymore, or I don't even desire this. You know, it, but the whole while the Holy Spirit was just developing me and, and really just renewing my mind and renewing my spirit was be, be, becoming more like his spirit. Um, it's hard to communicate with things of the world and communicate with God. It, 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 it just doesn't go together. If I could just go back or uh, something you were saying earlier, and I like the way, like when we say the Holy Spirit, the more we, um, you know, get into the word and the more we, uh, commune with the father, the more we're maturing. And, uh, it, there's no way that Pastor Jack C and myself could sit here and come to you guys. And, and we're hoping you're getting some out of this. If we are not mature enough in it ourselves, mm-hmm. like a, a sinner can't get anyone saved. That's good. Amen. So it's for, okay, for, for us to become saved and renewed our minds of thinking, uh, is where we could get to the point where we're able to help you. Like I said, when we were in the bars and we were in the clubs, there's no way the Holy Spirit is indwelling in us. It was nothing we could do for anyone else that was in that, uh, bar or That's club. Good. So good. Yeah. So good, Mike. Well, we're coming to the end of the broadcast, but you know, we never want to, um, miss an opportunity. Maybe as we're talking today, maybe you're not born again. We're talking about this Holy Spirit. But I just want to invite you today. If you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and all that simply means is is just receiving Him according to the Word. The Bible says that if you'll confess Him as Lord and believe that He rose from the dead, the Bible says that you will be saved. Well, what's what am I saved from? (laughs) You're saved from eternal damnation. You're saved from a life of sickness, illness, disease, poorness, depression, anxiety, loneliness, you name it. When you get saved, He truly saves us. So I just want to invite you, if that's you, just pray this prayer with Mike and I today. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I humbly ask you to come into my heart, to be my Lord, and to be my Savior. Please forgive me of my sins. I confess you as Lord. I renounce the sin in my life. And according to your word, Jesus, you said, now, I'm a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In Jesus' name. Hey, we're excited for you. Mike and I prayed that prayer, and look where we are today. Imagine what's on the other side of that prayer that God is waiting for you. God bless you. We hope to see you Sunday morning. Jesus is Lord. Amen.